This is Theoretical Thrills, the podcast where three hosts pitch original theoretical rides and attractions based on things they don't own. A special guest judge awards bronze, silver, or gold based on three separate categories, most creative, most practical, and guest's favorite. With bragging rights on the line, the hosts will try to pick each other's ideas apart through gentle ribbing. So sit back, relax, and stand clear of the moving doors as we present Theoretical Thrills. Theoretical Thrills. The theory of the thrill. Hello and welcome to Theoretical Thrills. I'm your host, Brad. I'm Spencer. I'm Arlie. And today we are joined by the amazing guest, Sarah, editor, writer, actor, uh, improvist. Uh, multi-hyphenate. Sarah, multi-hyphenate. Singer. Lady of many hats. Dancer? Did, did you look at my LinkedIn? <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, how are you today? Um, I'm doing quite well. My dog is uh, playing with a toy behind me, so if you hear any uh, strange noises, let's just say it's her. Oh, it's from the dog. I was probably going to assume it was Spencer, but... (laughs) It might also be me, so just be aware. Uh, Sarah, so you've joined us today for uh, Jane Austen. Now, before we ask about why Jane Austen, uh, let's ask, uh, what is your experience with theme parks? So theme parks so let's see i used to love disneyland i like it now but i had a slight period of time where i was traumatized by disneyland and i also used to like magic mountain wait then no, I also hold on. Had a period of time where i was traumatized by magic mountain. Hold, on, yes. hold, on, hold on how are you traumatized by disneyland and magic mountain okay well we'll start with magic mountain magic mountain i so there was a battle of the bands marching band uh back in middle school <laughs> Let's just say there was a saxophone malfunction and we lost. So Magic Mountain has some unfortunate memories attached. Uh, Disneyland, my very first boyfriend left me for a woman he met in a professional caroling group that performed at Disneyland. That's it. (laughs) Valid reasons, very valid. Uh, so, other than the traumatizing experiences, uh, do you have a, a favorite theme park ride? <laughs> Let's see. Um, I'm gonna say stu- I'm gonna sound stupid if I say something at Disneyland, but probably. Um, I, what's the one that has all the rocks? You know, what like, that's all the rocks? like pirates, Ariel, uh, Thunder Mountain, <laughs> no, outdoor rocks, Thunder Mountain. Oh. Thunder Mountain, yeah. That one. I like the fun. train the train roller coaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's fun. All right, all right, all right. Uh <laughs> Rocks. Uh hmm. Alice Wonder Rocks. <laughs> I'm changing my pitch. Hold on. <laughs> I'm gonna add lots of rocks. <laughs> yeah, I just had a rock and roll rock concert so you know uh also battle of the bands and then you said marching band was actually the funniest thing to me today so far um, we're battling that was so funny so we've brought you on for invited you on for our jane austen episode uh why jane austen so i was an english major in college and we 
think it was my sophomore year, I had to read a bunch of Jane Austen novels for a class I was taking. I was like, whoa, I really love this. I've, I've always loved anything <laughs> British, I guess. And, you know, then you got a love story thrown in, some, uh, some women protagonists. What's not to love? All right, all right. Uh, so you're an English major. Um, w- do you use your English degree? Of course not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I only ask. I'm a chemistry major, and I don't do anything chemistry. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see. I was a proofreader for a little while. Mm. Um, that's about it. Uh, that's about it. All right. Uh, well, with that, let's go ahead and get started into our pitches. Now, uh, throughout this, uh, you will be judging us uh, based on three criteria. Uh, practicality, creativity, and uh, guest favorite. Just keep those in mind. We'll have Spencer actually explain a little bit later on. Uh, but beforehand, we rolled the dice, the D4, and decided that Arlie's going to go first, I'm going to go second, and Spencer will pitch third. So without further ado, Arlie, what are your pitches? All right. So my first pitch is a ride called the Regency Dance. Woo-hoo. So they are um, individual ride vehicles meant for one person and they get paired up uh so actually when you go and sit in the ride vehicle from like the waist down you either have like a dress on or some gentlemanly looking pants and uh different music will be provided for different times so you don't know you might be doing a cotillion you might do a reel you might do a quadrille you might do a waltz um so it's different every time you ride it um so yeah you do uh you move around the floor and do a regency dance uh with your other fellow riders so 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 you've 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 made uh, essentially the uh, Jane Austen version of uh, is it the like Mater or whatever? Uh, yeah. Ride at at Disneyland. Yeah. Uh, at is California it, Adventure. A dark ride or indoor ride? I, mean, I, I this, outdoor is, this, ride. Is, this is an outdoor ride. This is an open air ride. Um, I kind of imagine that it would maybe be enclosed on like two or three sides with a ceiling kind of like you know like bumper cars in a way so you can you can theme it out to look like a ballroom but it's not a completely indoor space but what if it was bumper cars it is not bumper cars (laughs) just think of the possibilities okay well (laughs) considering they didn't have cars back then uh, i don't think it would really fit the theme okay fine factual factual. bumper bumper carriages maybe (laughs) Great. I love it. You're factual. I, I love that you did your research. It's great. Yeah. Sarah, you had something? I, I have a question. I'm a little confused by the the bottoms. Is it like robot pants? Like the like you're like you step in like <laughs> So pants? there's it'll it'll be a little like seat that you get seat belted into, but it'll probably be a bit of a higher seat, you know, kind of like a bar stool height, so that your legs are not like super uh, like making a lot of me uh, need a whole lot. Of, you're, like you're basically standing, but you're you're in a seated position, gotcha. so that you're still kind of at like full height level. It doesn't look like a bunch of like children <laughs> dancing around the floor or something. You know, like you're not but, so low to the ground like you would be in a bumper car or something. Like but that. how wide are these going to have to be? 
I mean, they'll look a little silly. They're um, gonna look a lot silly. It'll be because <laughs> the base to keep them balanced with someone then sitting on it and then gliding around. So you're just gonna have this big platform. No one's gonna get too close. It's gonna well, be a yeah. six feet apart dance. <laughs> you can't get that close in Regency <laughs> dance any. Well, the the. The, the, the lady vehicles will have the big voluminous skirts, so it's not going to look as silly. I think the, the men's side might look a little like you got some chonky legs, but um, <laughs> they can, I don't imagine them being like, you know, these huge, you know, well, the, I, four I mean, I, foot I, diameter things. You know, they, they can be pretty small. You can get fairly close to the other people as you're gliding around the floor. Well, you figure... I mean, because you, you want to be all-inclusive to all types of people. So uh, how do you handle wheelchairs, which means that you're going to have to have bigger vehicles of it. Uh, so you are going to get three-foot diameter circles. Uh, it's just going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be awkward. It might as well be bumper cars. It's not going to be bumper cars. <laughs> I will say I, I do like this idea because it's sort of like it's so hard to you know connect with people especially in the dating world and this sort of forces people to come together and like do something and I am always called a lady vehicle by men so I feel like I would fit perfectly into this ride you know you're just gonna go without the drive the the ride you're just gonna dance around oh wait this is a ride (laughs) (laughs) all right arlie what's your second okay so my second pitch is called the ball of enchantment it's a reservation required dinner theater experience so uh guests will arrive at a certain time, they may even have one of those like announcers when you walk in to be like, Lady Arley and uh, Lord Brad and or the West family or whatever as you arrive. And there will be costumed character actors who work for the park who will intermingle with the park guests, um, you know, just kind of bring them into that Jane Austen Regency era. Uh, We'll be seated at tables and probably have probably about a three-course meal, you know, a salad, soup, an entree, and a dessert. But during this, there'll be interspersed, small, uh, scripted moments. Um, and you can actually theme it to different nights so or to different books. So on different nights of the week, maybe you have the Pride and Prejudice night, and there's a moment where... Um, Jane and Dar- or, um, Elizabeth and Darcy have a little tete-a-tete in the middle of the room, uh, or you see Mrs. Bennett make a little bit of a fool of herself, or something like that, or you have an Emma night where Emma is clearly trying to play matchmaker, and maybe she's trying to even match some of the guests up with each other. Um, you know, so depending on what book is your favorite, you can possibly book your reservation for the night that will have your favorite characters there, you know? And so like on the Pride and Prejudice night, this ball will be hosted by Mr. Bennett and his sister, let's say. Um, and there'll also be moments of Regency dancing. Uh, they may even have some moments where they can like get some of the guests to come up and learn a little bit of the steps and start dancing with some of the other costume characters. 
Um, so yeah, that is a ball of enchantment. Salad, soup, entree, dessert. Salad that is or not a three-course meal. Salad or bread. Meal. Salad or soup. You did not say or soup. You I said, said or. salad, <laughs> soup, entree, play, play the tape. Dessert. Play the tape back. <laughs> it's clearly a good idea if Brad is getting picky about the and uh, or no, this of sounds my like a sentence. To me, this sounds like <laughs> an absolute nightmare. Um, I was enchanted by this ball. <laughs> I think I think the show part sounds great. I think the performance part sounds great. I think the uh, awkward socialization as a as a introvert who does not like enjoy small talk uh, uh, much at all uh, to then be to have the 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 entry be that I have to my pre-show is I have to endure small talk with strangers. Wait, Brad, are you saying that as an introvert, you don't like just like being forced to talk to people? Yeah. Yeah. And that sounds like wow. that sounds like in order to get to the table to have my four course meal that is really only a three course meal or something like that. Uh, I Super need, salad. I need to go through this torture session to get to my table. Brad, oh, if, the chambers. You if you don't want to interact with the characters i'm sure that they will move on to other they, they will recognize the people who are not as into it as some other people who are there and they can just kind of they're improvising they're going to move on and find the people who are much more excited to be there and let the introverts who don't want to do the interactions like just do their thing and hang out at their table with their cell phones and whatever it is that they want to do i just want to say arlie you sold me at dinner theater. I love dinner theater. And I think you kind of guessed that. Um, <laughs> I love dinner theater. Okay. And Brad, let me tell you, I've worked, I've worked dinner theater before. Okay. Once I had to go to a country club in Santa Barbara and one of the descendants of the Hearst Castle guy, is it Randall William? I don't know. Yeah. Um, Randolph William, right? Yeah. William Randolph. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That Randolph William, whatever his name is. Um, and you know what? I talked, I talked to people like that. And when, when they were done or when their eyes glazed over, you just, you just keep going. As an, from the improviser side, it was fun uh, finding the people that weren't as into it to begin with. And that's my problem. That's true. It's from a sitting side. Yeah. I know what someone like me would do. <laughs> Well, maybe they want to win them over. Maybe there can be a version kind of like, you know, the what is it like great talks with Abraham Lincoln where everything's animatronic. So you just get to watch. Could you could you sneak in late? And if you sneak in late, do they still announce your name? <laughs> in the middle no. of the show. No, <laughs> at, at, a, at a certain point, the announcer would not be there at the door. An introvert's worst nightmare, walking in late and like, everyone draw your attention over here to this person that's just shown up quite late, actually. You gotta leave to go use the restroom or to deal with an important phone call, come back in, you're announced again. <laughs> My third pitch is oh, wait, a what, are the names, what are the names of your two things so far? The first one was called the Regency Dance. That's right. And the second one was the Ball of Enchantment. Okay. Okay, Brad. Now you okay. need to listen better. <laughs> The third is called Wicked Mr. Wickham. Oh. Yeah. 
It is a dark ride. Yes. And you are there to help Mr. Darcy find Mr. Wickham around the city of London. Wow. So uh, once you get through the queue, uh, you and your party will be in an ante room that is themed to look like a London pub where you will meet Mr. Darcy and he will explain some exposition about how it is imperative that they find Mr. Wickham and Lydia in order to save the Bennett family from uh, ruin and disgrace and therefore saving his beloved Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. Then your party will be um, placed into the ride vehicle, which is a horse-drawn carriage. Yes. Uh, outside of the pub on the London streets and it's sort of like Pirates of the Caribbean where it'll be on a track and you go into uh, different scenes of London so you may be outside the Globe Theatre you may see Big Ben in Parliament uh, you know you may see uh, the Tower of London but the, the entire time you are looking for Mr. Wickham and he will pop up in certain spots and then he will get away from you somehow and there may be moments where maybe he got on a horse and he starts galloping down the street and so your carriage then speeds up to try and catch him mm -hmm. you know and then you see mr darcy and he's also trying to catch mr wickham um, and eventually you are successful in your journey and in the final scene you see the marriage of lydia and mr wickham and mr darcy is just so thankful for being his friends and helping him. And now he has a very important question that he needs to go and ask Elizabeth. I love it. Spencer, you're raising um, your hand. <laughs> I, I just have to say, I think you took uh, an Oliver pitch and de-Oliverized it and actually made it a really like top-notch uh, attraction. Thank you. I'm very here's, my, here's my question, horse-drawn carriage? It's not an actual horse, Brad. I knew you were going to get on me about that. It's not a real horse. So, not a horse-drawn carriage. It is probably like an animatronic. It'll horse be like an like animatronic horse. horse. Well, yeah. if it's horse-drawn, it means the horse has to pull it. See, Brad. Sure, it can be motorized. I can tell that I have good ideas because you're getting so nitpicky over uh, like stupid idiot like idiosyncrasies like that no i th i mean i think this is a i think this is a, a solid idea i do think um calling it a horse-drawn carriage uh the problem you're going to run into is just the size of it compared to how many people can hold per cart so to have any type of animatronic uh or any horse portion that's adding an extra what eight feet onto your ride attraction uh that's unnecessary for the cars um you're better off uh I, I would think just doing just keep the carriage lose the horse um, yeah, but then but then it's not true to the era because they didn't have motorized carriages so well, you can have it look like it's a horse-drawn carriage just eliminate the horse people are willing to have the suspension disbelief right well and i was even thinking like you don't even need like the bottom half you know when people are sitting in the carriage they're just going to see you know the head and maybe a little bit the back of the horse it's more, but then there's still that visual of them getting in and out of the carriage. I think it would be a little disturbing if I just saw the top half of a horse with no legs. I mean, if you just make it like a carousel horse, I mean, more or less, yeah. it would it would work. Still adding an unnecessary amount of space. That's your, you, on your entire track, that means you're eliminating a large portion of extra cars you could be running through there, which means that your backup for your line is going to be long. I don't know. I feel like miss, this is like a Mr. Toad's Wild Ride meets Roger Rabbit cartoon it. spin, and I, I kind of like legit like this idea a lot. That's what I'm <laughs> Even saying, if Mr. it cost me to getting points, I think this idea is like legit. I really but like Mr. this. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride doesn't have uh, 
They're in trolleys uh, or jollipies. Sorry, jollipies. Yeah, but it doesn't add a six foot horse to the front of it, eight foot horse to the front of it. If I may, uh, yes, Pitt, sir. Why don't you just got, just get some clopping noises, like you know, horses, oh, and people are gonna be like, I hear the horses, so like they're gonna know horses are involved. True. Yeah, we could eliminate the horse and just, I mean, the the noise was going to be involved either way of the, the clip clopping of the hooves on the London streets. That's right. Something I should bring up right now, Sarah, is uh, you're judging based off the initial pitches, not the fixes. So I'm sorry, I'm just Ar Ar Arley's Arley's pitch does have, have the horses. horse in. I don't know. The clopping? We don't know. <laughs> also, Arlie's previous pitch did have four things listed for a three-course meal. Let's keep that in mind as we're rolling through. All right? Let's keep that in mind as we're rolling through. Yeah, that's the that's the important thing, remembering right. that four things are mentioned for a three-course meal. So, Arlie, you've had uh, this. So you have your Where's Waldo Wickham ride. Uh, what are your other two rides? Called Wicked Mr. Wickham. Yeah, Where's Waldo Wickham? <laughs> Where's Wickham? <laughs> the Regency dance. You could, and sell, you could sell like the Waldo books afterwards, uh, but Jane Austen and like people could and find put like a Mr. picture Wickham. of Wickham in, in the place of Waldo. Would <laughs> buy that. <laughs> you always have to exit through the through the gift shop anyway. Oh, yeah. I don't know why that was so funny, but it was. All right, sorry. You recap of your three pitches, Arlie. The Regency dance. The Ball of Enchantment, and Wicked Mr. Wickham. Great. And there you go. Yes, Spencer. I just want to, make a title, I want to make a title suggestion for the Regency Dance. I think it should be called Dancy Pants. <laughs> Pretty good. Like, you know, Fancy Pants, because it's a fancy ball, but Dancy Pants. The Regency Dance does, does make me just think of, like, a hotel, like, <laughs> <laughs> prom <laughs> in a hotel ballroom. <laughs> oh yeah we're going to the, the regency dance you know uh anyways sorry continuing on that was arlie's three pitches now to move on to my pitches my first one sarah is called a memoir of jane austen mm. <laughs> was it a book <laughs> uh it based uh it based off of it's more a um studio tour style uh ride it's going to be a uh tram tour um style ride with the exhibit leading into it being a a walkthrough exhibit of uh jane austen's uh works both finished and unfinished um and a little bit of history about them as well as you know some of the the movie paraphernalia and how it's been uh translated to film so you have stuff to walk through and look at as you're going through uh the q line building itself is going to look like um uh and a, a, a manner uh, relative to the, the time period. So it's going to be similar to sort of uh, uh, the Darcy's Manor or... Uh, Called Pemberley. Pemberley. Um, That's so, right. it, so it is going to be, it's going to be sort of a a stylish, uh, stylized like that as you're walking through looking at the exhibits until you uh, hop into your uh, tram tour uh, vehicle. Um, hmm? Can you touch things? Uh, I mean, you can touch the glass. All right, noted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just want my, an interactive my, playland. My, my hope is to have actual movie props and stuff from the thing. And so if you're collecting these into a museum, we would like to not have people touch them and, and ruin them. Um, touching things. Yeah, well. Uh, 
that brings us to our uh, our actual uh, ride. Now that you've entered through the queue, uh, the the ride is going to be a uh, tram tour with a uh, tour guide. Um, that's going to where you'll get to see sort of uh, rebuilt key locations and events from Jane Austen's life um, with the tour guides. So this is more of a sort of uh, his, a history of Jane Austen um, because she had a very interesting life. So what do I want to make this interesting is uh, throughout it, I want to have several moments with uh, live actors, uh, similar to how Universal w does uh, Psycho uh, at the Bates Motel or uh, during uh, the holidays back when they actually had Grinchmas, they would do they would stop the tram at the Grinchmas section and do performances there. RIP Grinchmas set. <laughs> uh, I, I would like to do the exact same thing. So this is where you would see um, sort of people going to attend a ball or um, just locations and, and events that would have uh, inspired or, or felt right in place with uh, Jane Austen's books. Any questions? I, I do have a question. Um, yes. Now you said this attraction would be akin to the one at Universal Studios. Now, would it be similar in length? Um, and, and I ask this because I get extreme motion sickness. Like I can't even watch home videos without getting motion sick. And sometimes the Universal Tram ride is a little long in my opinion. And I well, get it would not it would not be as long because uh, I probably wouldn't have as much space as Universal has for their <laughs> tram. <laughs> it's gonna it would be more it would be more akin to um, uh, Hollywood Studios in Florida used to have a tram tour, the backlot uh, tour, the backlot tour uh, which was a shorter uh, a tour ride that ended in a sort of prop warehouse museum. Uh, type thing so we would be doing the museum at the beginning and it'd be a little bit uh, it would definitely be a shorter tram ride like that so I'd say 15 20 minutes I think I could do that okay as opposed to the 45 minute universal ride <laughs> yeah they need to cut it down no they don't that's the only reason you go to universal Hollywood <laughs> there's no uh, that in water world <laughs> and kung fu panda and there's a giant that mint in there yeah. yeah, I mean, nothing else separates it from uh, Universal, like Universal Orlando's better, except for Waterworld Studio Tour. So and Brad, I, I, feel like, I feel like this tram ride is going to be full of just school groups all day, every day, because it's a, it's a, just a history lesson of Jane Austen. But also it's, educational. Yeah, exactly. It's super educational, other than having a couple moments, I guess, of watching people dance around. Like, is there anything? There's going to be dancing and, and scenery and stuff like that. Look, I'm a big fan. Great. Of... I can't wait to see some trees. I'm so excited. I, I am a big fan of mixing education with theme park rides. Epcot is my favorite park that they are slowly ruining Nerd. by eliminating the educational rides, like eliminating Maelstrom, one of the best rides ever in Norway. It's just got Epcot. a frozen theme. Now it's got Frozen. Ugh. Yeah, Frozen theme. It's the same ride, but just like with Frozen instead. No. But was Maelstrom really uh, educational? It was. It talked about uh, noise history and uh, like if you actually about listen. About what? Noise Norway? history? Norway. 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 Uh, I, I heard... never did the ride. Yeah, it's actually it actually was educational. Um, I heard I heard noise history. I was like noise anyway, yeah. uh, history of noise. So, so you, for you to say that this would be uh, sounds like an educational ride, uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, but <laughs> I think <laughs> I have no problem with it having educational 
uh, merit to it uh, because I think, uh, I mean, the studio tour is for the most part educational other than their brief moments of the King Kong screen or the little right. bit of Jaws. Are you going to gonna... earthquake... You're gonna have Jimmy Fallon at the end do a little like Regency era version song of "Have a Tramtastic Day." That'd be fun. He that should do the fun. the little Western shootout video. Should be like him as like uh, the people meeting at the ball. <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm going to have. I'm going to have uh, Colin Firth. Uh, I don't think this was part of your pitch. I feel like you're you're it is. this up. It's, uh huh. Yes. Uh, Colin first in all yeah. three of my pitches, so I'm just ready for that. <laughs> I love the BBC miniseries version. Let me tell you. Of which show? Uh, so which which version? Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice. There's the BBC BBC uh -huh. miniseries, and then there's the one with Kira Knightley. Not a fan. I have my reasons. <laughs> Great, but the BBC miniseries with Colin Firth. That's Pride and Prejudice. Uh huh. And Jennifer, what's her name? Ellie L L L Lopez. Yes, <laughs> Excellent. It's the iconic JLo role. Great. Noted. Uh, so that's uh, that's my first pitch. Uh, with that said, uh, I'll move on to my second pitch. My second pitch, I wanted to sit down. I, too, wanted to have a show. Um, but uh, I got to thinking, well, how can we uh, really hit all of Jane Austen uh, in a show that isn't uh, overly long, that people aren't going to want to sit there and, and stay for it? Um, but also that, you know, they can come back and actually it, it'll bring in people that may not be uh, big fans of Jane Austen uh, as well and stuff like that. And so I, then I got to thinking, well, one of my favorite shows uh, I ever did uh, and ever uh, that I performed and saw was Complete Works of William Shakespeare Bridge. And I thought, hey, that's a great show. Well, I should do the Complete Works sure of Jane Austen Bridge. So I did some research and it turns out relatively recently more in the past couple of years um authors uh jessica bedford Catherine mcmillan charlotte northeast and megan winch uh have written and performed complete works of jane austen a bridge so it's about an hour-long show that i would then be inviting and contracting them to uh come and uh allow the license to perform uh that show at our theme park so this allows for improv moments it allows for condensed versions of all of jane austen uh so that uh people that uh love jane austen are finding humor and jokes and stuff that others might not get whereas those that may not be huge fans of jane austen or may not know much about jane austen are still able to jump in get understand the plots of the different stories understand uh the overall premise of these different jane austen novels just like uh they're able to do with uh complete works of william shakespeare abridged in which it's all of shakespeare condensed but you get the gist of each of those plays and it kind of makes you want to go and actually check them out afterwards be like oh why did they do titus andronicus as a cooking show i'm curious now uh don't go i'm sure that's what everyone uh, said once they saw that show uh well they probably did and then they either read Titus Andronicus or saw that movie with Anthony Hopkins, which... Oh, or like the fact that the history is just a football game. One big football game. Yeah. Because football! So that is my second pitch. Well, good for you. So, Brad, you're having hour-long shows in a theme park? That doesn't allow for a whole lot of turnover. Uh, I'm having a big theater and an hour-long show. You're having a dinner theater. That's... 
different. Yeah, cause that, that one's a, because like an upcharge. Yeah, you're you're upcharging. You're paying for that. That. No, I'm like, good. It's like I'm it's like it. the I'm BR committed. guest. You're coming to a Jane Austen theme park. Yeah, um, you're gonna want to you know, see Jane Austen abridged. You always give me a hard time about all my shows always being twenty to twenty-five minutes. But guess what? People watch at theme park shows that are twenty to twenty-five minutes. I saw a show that was like thirty-five minutes once, and I was like, "This is too much." Well, don't go see Jane Austen abridged. Yeah, okay. Maybe do an abridged version of the abridged. I mean, that 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 gets into contracts area. I'd have to actually discuss with the writers to see if they contractually would be okay with that. Okay, well, I mean, I guess we could split it up into a part one, part two, and just have it at different sections throughout the day. Make your own, because Jane Austen, I think, is public domain. So, like, just kind of make your own version of it. I could, but if I have four female writers that have already written it and performed it, why would I take away from that? Hmm? Now, they clearly know Jane Austen better than I do, so. Brad, I have one, um, I take one issue with this. Yes. Um, why didn't you ask me to write and perform this show? Well, I, you could perform in it, but writing contractually, okay. I think, I think we don't want to steal, we, we don't want to like step on other people's toes. Um, I think, you know, they've written this show. It's been successful. Let's, uh, let's bring that into our theater. I, I really want to be in it. There you go. Cast. All right. Thank you. Mark that down. Well, that was that was an afterthought. So just keep that in mind as well. Uh, so my third pitch, my third pitch, uh, is my most complicated pitch. Uh, it's called persuasion. <gasps> I wrote my senior thesis th 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 thesis on persuasion. I got really excited. Got it. I'll make a note of that. Thank you. So I've based this. Uh, it's called persuasion. The idea of this is it's going to be a sort of choose your adventure multi-track dark ride. Um, so Sounds what this means is the story will unfold as you make your decisions. Pretty much you'll have several moments throughout the dark ride where you could do an A or B path that sort of branches off into other A and B paths. Um, writers are uh, ideally in the, the story of this, you're the strong female character and you're making decisions. You're seeing uh, scenes as you're going by, uh, as you do in dark rides that are sort of telling you stories about uh, some of the characters in this world. And as you get to these, uh, as you're approaching your decision point, um, you'll have a simply light up either A or B, you know, it'll be two buttons to light up. Your group simply just presses the button. If no one presses the button within a certain time, then it just randomizes um, to keep it so that we don't have a backflow of people just not doing it. Um, so just like with the men in black ride where you have to press the button to get the extra bonus points at the end, uh, you have to press the button at a certain time here within a certain amount of time, uh, in order to be able to choose your ride. Uh, so what you're doing is you're choosing your, your path and you're choosing your path in the story, which will open up different scenes, um, that you'll see to which leads you to then choosing a different path ultimately, which will lead to you determining, uh, who your car, your a uh, strong uh, female character uh, protagonist here will end up being with, or will they simply be a um, spinster? Uh, spinster. Uh, <laughs> that will be one of the options. Um, Cause I think it's a fun option to throw in there. Um, and so, yeah, so it'll be, it allows for uh, multiple replayability um, as you're going through this. Um, it allows for you to sort of be like, Oh, let's see if we can get this one. Or I think it's going to be funny if I, if, 
all right, we're going to let this person sort of decide, but we're going to persuade them to really end up so that they're at the spinster because uh, we've already done this ride. So it's it's you're being persuaded by your group as well as the scenes that are going around, uh, which ultimately decides who you end up with and how you end up there. And that is my ride persuasion. Very good. I like that. Now, Brad, as like, I'm, I'm just curious because like, you have a group of people who need to make a fairly quick decision amongst <laughs> the group. And I feel like there's going to be a lot of infighting that might happen if so people are not okay with what was chosen. It's, it's, if they're like, no, we've be, already seen this path. I want to go the other it's gonna way. Be, it's going to be simply, uh, I'm envisioning probably about six seats per car. In front of each seat is an AB button. Everybody just sort of votes it's a quick tabulation of which one has the majority if it's a tie then it just randomizes between which one right but then um, like if i'm always end up in the minority i'm gonna be kind of bummed at the end of this then you ride need to, then i'm sorry uh that's the part of persuasion you need to persuade harder there's not enough time to persuade people to be like oh everyone time. you guys should pick a like there's always time I don't know about this, so, but I'm also curious. So is it actually like separate tracks or would it, would you still go along the same track and like the, the room or whatever, the scene that you're about to see next would, would somehow adjust itself before you arrived? So it would, it would actually be separate tracks. So essentially we would, um, a lot of rides are going uh, more trackless as to how they move and that. Um, so we would be able to, you'd essentially split off then that would split off into two rooms, possible rooms, and then it loops around um, so that we go backwards. We have one big show building um, so that it goes, you have your you have your rooms that go up the center and then it you have rooms that go in the back, like going back. So, um, and you're essentially just swapping into these rooms as a sort of like a branching tree until you get it to the end. It sounds like an exponential coordination nightmare. <laughs> Uh, not really, because you're ultimately you're making about four decisions, three to four decisions, um, and then by having the show scenes, we're allowing for just spots where we can do the sort of turnaround, or we don't have to do the split to to widen up. We don't have to do anything like that. The other nice thing is we can add it so that uh, this one takes you down a level while this one goes above. So then they're almost stacked on top of each other as well uh, as you're doing this ride. Spencer, sorry. What if what if you have like six like let's say there's like six cars, six groups in there, and they all pick the same thing at the same time? How like are there like six tracks for them all to go? Do they like bump into well, each they're other? They're not like, all six going at like... the exact same time. And think of it like a line, like a yeah. dark ride. So then I have to so I have to wait then. No. Have you been to a theme park? <laughs> it's it's literally it's literally they're going. There's no stopping. They're not stopping. They go. The next person, if they chose that, then guess what? They'll go on that same path. They'll go. So this is like a huge off. building. It's like a parking garage. Which come in many different sizes. But I think that's the best <laughs> way to think of it is it's sort of, it's stacked sort of like that. It's, uh, there's plenty of room there to run uh, the multiple tracks necessary Brad, for it. Yes. So how, but I, my, my, I love this idea. Very exciting. I'm assuming there will be a ship. Um... <laughs> Wasn't in the pitch. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he didn't say it. It's where the stories take. We don't. I'm wondering though, how do people choose different things while staying 
accurate to the story because only, you know, there are concrete things that have already been penned that are indelible that are written in the story. How do they choose different options? So, so this is, so here's the thing is, is I called it persuasion because I wanted to take the general concept of the book. It's not uh, actually persuasion. based on the book, Sarah. It's not. It's not oh God. It's based on, it's based on. It's based it's on based, persuasion, like on, literal it's persuasion. On, it's based <laughs> on, it's, it's yeah. persuasion. It's persuasion with the angle being uh, different uh, male uh, characters from throughout Jane Austen's work. The ride is a lie, Sarah. So because the whole book of persuasion, the book of whole, the whole book of persuasion is dealing with the effect that persuasion of friends and outside elements has on people. Um, this is taking that and sort of pers not personifying it, making it a thing that you can then physically experience. So the different scenes you're going through are basically like different tropes that could happen in a Jane Austen novel yes. and not like a specific oh. story. Yes. I was very confused on that too. That's exciting. I like that. Yeah, that so I went I went more with the concept of the concept of persuasion. Well, what the actual like the the <laughs> the process behind the book, the thought behind the book. So Jane Austen, the creator of literally the concept of persuasion, got it. Well, Great. no, but um, she wrote a book called Persuasion. Yes. Which is about that. It's about these outside influences and and friends and family and stuff and influence the decisions people make. Yeah, um Anne Elliot couldn't married captain wentworth even though he was a navy captain and probably had like a really nice dark beard um <laughs> like <laughs> they were Got like it. captain wentworth <laughs> wild ride coming up just get dark, ready dark beards yeah. So yeah, wentworth like he was no, wentworth hot i bet um and but don't worry they end up with each other in the end because she was like persuasion i don't think so <laughs> i wrote my senior thesis on this <laughs> on the concept of persuasion <laughs> uh, so right. those are my three pitches uh, a memoir of Jane Austen my uh, tour ride uh, complete works of Jane Austen abridged my show and then persuasion my multi-track dark ride very exciting all right let's hear the train wrecks that are Spencer's <laughs> well Brad said he had great pitches and I'll be honest I also have pitches so let's dive in shall we uh, we're going to start with my first pitch, um, which is Barton Cottage of Regency Tea Party. And what this is, is um, so it's a, a self-guided tour through Barton Cottage. You can kind of, you know, see what it looks like. And then there is a, an event, a tea party that happens throughout the day where um, the characters uh, come in and interact. Um, and like they have a tea party and they bring in the guests. Uh, it's like a showtime throughout the day, like Storytime with Belle but it's like a tea party with uh, the characters in the Barton Cottage. So it's a Barton Cottage like walkthrough tour throughout the day, but there's a small little tea party uh, involved show with the characters as well throughout the day. I love tea parties. I love them. Yeah. Uh, my first question, this is going to make or break your ride. Do you get tea? Yeah. Yeah. As a free? Yeah. Or it's, it's included. Yeah. It's like, you know, like little teacup size. It's, it's, and tea is cheap. Like, Theme parks will give you tea. Like, it's not that expensive. Are there cookies? So it's it's not good tea. 
It can be whatever kind of tea you want it to be. It can be it's, great. It's not tea gonna be good want. tea if you're saying it's cheap. I'm well, sorry, it's like it's like you get Earl Grey, green, you get little tea packets. Tea is like six bucks for like forty packets of tea. It's not that expensive. Yeah, also, but like hundreds and like thousands of people are going to be going through this every day. You, think, you know, you the think, least well, you think you Spencer's do... attraction is going to get hundreds of thousands of people. <laughs> hundreds of the hundreds and thousands. But you think? Do you think Spencer's attraction is going to actually get that many people? We'll never know, I mean, will we? If they're waiting for their loved ones who are sitting at Jane Austen a bridge for an hour, <laughs> then yeah. More yeah, you can, do, you can do mine three times before you get through that show. Or more importantly, though, will there be uh, snacks? Yeah. Yeah, I just said finger foods. Yeah, finger what, foods. What? What finger foods? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Um, they're going to be things like baked apple slices. Um, we're going to have strawberries. Um, muffins, a lot of things that you may have found in, in the story of Emma, because I think Emma's the one that has most of the um, foods that are related. But a lot of like little finger foods and things like that. Um, route cakes, uh, which obviously isn't like fingery as much. What is a, but, what um, is a route cake? <laughs> you know, it's a cake. <laughs> you can't claim that you're going to have route cakes. You don't even know what it is. Yeah, I can. I can have whatever I want. You know, it's a cake. So, like, lots of strangers are going to go through and pick up little, yeah, little cucumber yeah, sandwiches and you know, take a hard. bite and put it back down. No, 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 no. It'll, it'll, no, no, it'll be, it'll be, like, so it'll be prepackaged uh, with COVID. But if we're thinking of, like, not COVID at all, it, it like, regular times, there'll be someone regular there. regular times, because I feel like, yeah. I feel like this is just a germ fest waiting so, to happen. Not, and not like, like a, a big like liability issue if someone gets food poisoning because they've been eating a cucumber sandwich that's been sitting out in the sun for an hour. You didn't say cucumber sandwiches, which by the way, major points off. Major points off if you're having a tea party without the cucumber sandwiches. Um, um, I'm going to tell you well, that right now. Well, cakes are like muffin tops, but like it's not a cucumber sandwich. <laughs> um, the point is, there's going to be finger foods, and if it's COVID specific, there will be like individually wrap bags for guests and you hand them out as you go and there will be specific to allergies like if you're dairy free nut free soy free so then whatever it is i could just like keep going through the barton college rather than paying for food at the park because i could just keep getting like little free meals throughout sure, the day not? you're there's losing a, a lot a, of revenue spencer <laughs> there's a finite amount of tea and cookies well, Sarah, per day. is it like costco sample oh, sizes that's yes, correct that's exactly what it is it's oh very my tiny gosh. spencer Sarah, what do you want? Spencer, um, I love this idea. Uh, you do have a major design flaw. You need to have multiple cottages, okay? So people are going, there's like five cottages, you know, so they can clean after each one. You can have a rotating people going through. Um, and I think people should pay for this, um, where it's like, you know, an add-on, where it's like, you got to pay for these tickets. But let me tell you, I love cakes. I love finger sandwiches. I love when they do little tuna finger sandwiches, like tuna salad. Throw a little bit of cranberry into that tuna salad, um, and I am there. However, uh, he did not mention finger sandwiches, so. Let's, but I didn't list every single thing that I was going to offer. Let's that from the record. He did not. There could be salad. You know, we just don't know. <laughs> no, be. those are two separate courses, sir. <laughs> uh yeah yeah but there can only be one it. barton cottage though Think you need about to it. you need to charge for it if you're gonna offer tea and food you need to charge for it you know what we could because this is what we could do is we could say it, it's really cheap it only costs a few cents 
and your sensibilities. Oh. But does it really only cost That's a few cents? And why are you making them throw out their sensibilities? <laughs> it was a play on the, the story in which... Barton no, I get it. It just wasn't very good. Like, um... <laughs> Anyway, um, that's my time. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, okay. You only um, had the one pitch. All right. No, so. I have. Oh, I have another one. Let's go ahead and move um, on to awards then. Um, so, pitch number that. two that I have. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of food, uh, why not have food, right? Um, because you know, what's a theme park without food? And what's a theme park without a food that can be vegan? It can be vegetarian. It can be for meat lovers alike. Um, Maybe not so much for, like, keto, but, you know, overall, you can make a keto one, I think. But, you know, there's a magical movie called, and a book called uh, Love and Friendship. And I thought, why not make a restaurant that is uh, specific to uh, one baked uh, potato or fried potato item. So it's called Love and French Fries. And so this is a little casual counter cafe kind of restaurant with... Different types of french fries, baked, fried, based off of puns from Jane Austen type things, such as North Hanger Steak and Cheese Fries, uh, the beautiful cassava, like the beautiful Cassandra. Also, whatever, what better way to celebrate them with Manwich Park? So this is a uh, fries loaded with, you know, Manwich. So we've got love and french fries, a casual counter uh, diner service cafe. I just like that you have to pitch three Jane Austen attractions and you've wasted two of your pitches with food-based attractions. I didn't waste my, <laughs> my pitches with food because what is at a theme park but food? That's all that's at your theme park. And rides and <laughs> well, shows. I still have another pitch, everybody. My goodness. I pitched a show with food and I pitched the food. You, your, main focus, your main pitch on it, though, was a tea party. Which is <laughs> your main focus? I on mean, that it's was the Regency the era. Why would you not have a tea party? Um. Yeah. Question. See, your dog agrees with me. <laughs> Love and friendship. That's not. What? I'm not familiar with that. Is it? Me neither. It. it it's <laughs> not exactly Jane Austen. It was. I think like she started it maybe, and somebody else finished it. It. I don't know. I need it's to look a book it up. By but... Jane Austen, according to Google. I think it might be like a novella. Yeah, it's a short. It's like a short story. It's not like oh, a full-length okay. like, oh, book. So you're gonna base your entire French fry restaurant on it's a, a short story. It's a juvenile story, but it's had several movies. Uh, it was written when she was 14. So uh, listen, listen. Why not go through listening. the whole history of Jane Austen with your little history of Jane Austen tour? You bet you don't even have her 14 and 15 year old written novels in there, do you? Be in the museum. Because you could have just done Jane Austen and the History of England, because that was something she actually wrote. Anyway, so Love and French Fries is pitch number two for me. Any questions? Uh, you said that it probably wouldn't be good for keto, but people on keto eat a lot of meat, and you mentioned a lot of meat, so... I, I was thinking the, the fries, I guess. It's keto fries? Can you have fries with keto? I don't know. Oh. Well, it's You can have cauliflower fries. Yeah, yeah so we'll make like... Carbs. Cauliflower tots or something. No, I don't what, know. What oil are you making these fries in? Vegetable oil. I would have said avocado. Yeah, I would sure. not have gone straight vegetable. The whole the hydrogenate, hydrogenated vegetable oil and all that, that is such a huge health problem. You're really not reading into the future here, and I'm disappointed. Your third pitch, Spencer. Listen, they're French. Your third fries. pitch, Spencer. Uh, my third pitch is a ride that Yeah, but she's not even French. Food. So, um, 
Okay, well, European. And where is France? In Europe. Thank you very much. Okay, my third pitch is um, the Magical Rosings Gardens boat ride featuring uh, scenes Food. from the BBC version of Pride and Prejudice starring Colin Firth. So, how this you ride just works added is, that. You're such You literally BS. just added that because you're you pandering this era. It's, it's written down. It's written yeah, down you, on. You said you, you, you made a note saying, I'm going to go ahead and add those to my pitches. And I said that about persuasion, and I don't have any pitches about persuasion, so we don't know what I'm saying anymore. But it's just, it's a magical, like, boat ride through, uh, you know, cottages and villas and gardens and, you know, beautiful, timey stuff in the era of that and there's scenes with okay so this animatronic colin first throughout doing like scenes from pride and prejudice with jennifer ellie too and so they're just kind of like around doing like little scenes you know there so that's a boat ride does he come out of the water <laughs> like jaws no I, sarah they have no idea what you're talking about i do but they have no idea so this cannot be added to their pitches you gotta you gotta have a tour you gotta have a tour guide at the front of the boat with the, the best part of the minute he's being hunted by colin first oh yeah darcy comes out of the water yeah it's it's right here he's like he's like in the lake yeah he's in the lake the lake scene yeah, you so it's no like it's like a, idea. <laughs> you know, he comes out. Like every like, every young woman's dream is Colin. He does Ferdinand like that, right? In that he like comes out white that shirt. That is when Elizabeth sees Darcy in his element in the realm of domesticity. She sees him coming out of the lake. She realizes that she could create a home with this man. I mean, oh. we can have it, but I think in terms of the boat ride and being an animatronic, it might be a little odd to just have Darcy popping up out of the water. Like, just, no, I'll... Jaws. Jaws has already done this. You just got to convert it to a Darcy animatronic. It's, it's like... a huge missed opportunity if you're in a boat <laughs> gonna... ride going through a lake and you don't have boat. Mr. It Darcy is... coming out of the water. But you we can. I just said that feel... there's different scenes. Oh my gosh, he like comes out like but did he fall into the lake before he got out of it that's the real question oh he was swimming he went swimming oh yeah he wanted to cool off yeah and so she was like oh using it with Spencer, you have Spencer. no idea i you know the amount of jane austen that i know is i took an improvised jane austen class once i learned a lot i learned a lot in that class did you uh, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I learned like, uh, would you care to dance? Uh, I learned about you know the meeting of like small talk with the two people when they meet at you the call, ball. You could call this ride. You could call this ride, Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> well, I'm not going to, but thank you. Um, it's it's just it's just I a just magical rosin garden boat ride popping out of the water and attacking the boat. <laughs> Featuring scenes from the BBC version of Pride and Prejudice, including animatronic Colin Firth and Jennifer Ellis. So you have to get the licensing for the BBC version <laughs> of yeah. Pride and Prejudice specifically. Yeah, but you know we can make it work because we can we can cheat it a little bit. You're not selling your. It's like how Brad has to get the licensing for Jane Austen. The Jane Austen show, scripted or abridged. Yeah, but they're not run by BBC, so I think I got a better chance. You know, what? you could have just done Jane Austen unscripted uh and made that a thing and like you know have no real rights involved other than like give an impro something to like you know no shout out no let's move on 
Um... Yeah, those are my three pitches. Uh, my first pitch was the Barton College and Regency Tea Party. My second pitch was Ooh. Love and French Fries. And my third Ooh. pitch was the Magical Gardens Boat Ride featuring BBC's Pride and Prejudice with Just. Colin Firth Animatronics. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's go ahead. Uh, we'll do a brief recap of our uh, pitches uh, from the beginning uh, for you, Sarah. And then Spencer will kindly... Uh, describe what the three awards are for us uh, sure in case you don't quite know. Uh, so Arlie, what were your three pitches? So I had the Regency dance with individual uh, ride vehicles doing different styles of Regency dance, the Ball of Enchantment dinner theater, uh, and Wicked Mr. Wickham, a, a help one. Mr. Darcy adventure through the streets of London. That was like my Waldo, favorite pitch Where's ever. Waldo Wickham? I love that ride. I love uh, that ride. My three pitches were a memoir of Jane Austen, my uh, tour, tram tour, uh, the complete works of Jane Austen abridged, my show, and Persuasion, my multi-choice dark ride. And my three pitches don't need explanation because the titles sell themselves. It's a uh, Barton Cottage and Regency Tea Party, which is, of course, a tea party in a cottage. Um, <laughs> we have... <laughs> um, they don't need explanations. Then <laughs> you explain them, which are Love just reiterating the titles. <laughs> which is a cafe with French fry options. And Magical Rosings Garden Boat Ride featuring BBC's Pride and Prejudice with a, an animatronic Colin Firth and Jennifer Ellie, which is a magical boat ride with animatronics. I just want to see Colin Firth's jaws. Uh, <laughs> I can't get that out of my head. Sarah, there you go. Those are our pitches. Spencer... Remind uh -huh. Sarah what our three categories that she will be judging, bronze, silver, and golden. Sure. Our three categories are creativity, which, for lack of a better word, is something that is creative. Um, we have practical, which is something that you could see in a theme park today. And guest favorite, which, Sarah, these are the rides that tickle your funny bone, sense your sensibilities, whatever it may be. Um, this is the love and friendship, if you will. Great. You're really hooking on to that love and friendship one, like really trying to nail down that just this well, was a know, Jane Austen thing. I've really committed you know, to this. I had made I had asked someone about this, like love and French fries is great. And I was like, but what if it was love and friendships because they're in like the UK and they were like, no, don't push it. And I was like, I that would have like been better. Friendships because that would have been, you know, been, been better. You have a which I actually wrote down as, as an alternate title, which I guess I should have nope. mentioned. Too late. Love your, and your pitch is love and French fries. You know, before I dole out these awards, um, I just want to say one thing. Um, yep. No one decided to call your park Mansfield Park? Well, we're only focusing on a land. Yeah, but I had a good idea. Oh. Yes, you did. Well, you did. I did. I did, say, I, did, I did say Manwich Park. Which okay. is a play on Mansfield Park. That's worse. So I was the closest. I don't want to eat a manwich sandwich at a Jane Austen park. <laughs> no, it's, it's a manwich. It's manwich. French fries. <laughs> Just poured on French fries. <laughs> okay. Practicality. The bronze. Oh, yeah, yeah. let's see. Um, <laughs> I, oh God. I would have to say practicality. I'm sorry, Brad. It has to go to the... Um, the uh, the the play because I just don't think you're gonna be able to get those rights. All right, so bronze. I get the bronze for the play. I get the bronze for I'll it. take the bronze. I'll take it. Uh, so silver. Silver, uh, Spencer. I'm gonna have to give it to you for the animatronic boat ride, just because I think it's gonna be hard to um, secure the uh, the rights to the images of both Colin and Jennifer. Um, and I just don't know how an animatronic takes off a shirt because that is. Um, <laughs> 
most important part of the Especially ride. a wet just, shirt. Can he just come up shirtless though? Would that like work? No. Yeah, this is no. This is Jane Austen. They're never <laughs> ever naked. No, yeah, he's you don't gonna attack like Jaws. There can be an after dark one that we can do. <laughs> I'll take that one. The Halloween um, version. <laughs> and the gold for practicality. I'm gonna go with Ball of Enchantment because I see that happening. I I truly see a ball of enchantment occurring. Like that's that's. I honestly thought someone else would have that same idea. I thought it was so practical. But honestly, Oliver's getting way more points than I think he ever would have had he actually been pitching ideas. <laughs> oh right, Oliver's the other guy. I was thinking last time you said it, I was like, did you do one of these on Oliver the musical? <laughs> <laughs> no, but we are next week because guess what? There is a lot of food. In fact, it's a lot of gruel. On Oliver. It's not really a lot of food. That's one specific type of food. That's anyway, right. there you go. That's our bronze. I took bronze. Spencer took silver. Arlie took gold for practicality. Now we move on to creativity, Sarah. Creativity. Bronze for creativity. Yes. Creativity. And what's more creative than a bunch of French fries Spencer. in a cafe? <laughs> Can I just give a gold? No, well, you don't. You yeah, added the bronze you and silver. You're not. Well, you, what about the bronze and silver? Do I have to? Can I? No, you can just give a gold. Yes, no, you can just give a gold. Okay, I give the gold to Arlie for the Wicked Mr. Wickham. That one is... That's, that's good. That's an amazing idea. And then there's one for fan favorite. Can I give... I have two fan favorites, though. Well, you get bronze, silver, gold. <laughs> or you can do two golds. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love French fries? Like, that's all I'm saying. Am I allowed to give two golds? Well, I guess sure, if you convert you the bronze and give the bronze and silver to one person and the gold to the other. Does it so it equals to the same amount? It equals to three. Is, yeah. Each, yeah. Okay, Spencer, I'm gonna give you bronze and silver. You know, no, I'm sorry, Brad. I'm giving you bronze and silver for your choose your own adventure one. Um, and Spencer, you get the gold for the tea party. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still disappointed that Darcy in the water didn't get a didn't get any points there. You did. You got a bronze. For which? For oh, I got silver. Oh, you're right. I got yeah. silver in practicality. That's for right. Practicality. I forgot already. Because <laughs> I was so focused on his rock. t on his wet T-shirt. <laughs> it was long. I got distracted. <laughs> Could you imagine just Colin Firth coming out of the water, just mouth open like Jaws, just lunging at the boat and then diving back underneath? You have to shoot explosions. <laughs> uh... You could persuade him not to. No. No. Or, uh, or he could be full of love and friendship. Sarah, thank you so much for guesting uh, on this episode of Jane Austen. Um, do you have anything that you would like to pitch or say before we go? Well, I already pitched my brilliant Mansfield Park. Um, <laughs> so I will be the overseer of this theme park. Um, I want to call it Austin Land. <laughs> that's so creative. Um, <laughs> that's also a great movie yeah i haven't seen it i could get lost in austin i mean really that's that's a little clever um <laughs> i i just want to say i love jane austen um read her books uh they're great all right all right well you've had it uh there you go that has been theoretical thrills i've been brad i'm spencer I'm Arlie, subbing in for Oliver. And that's Sarah. Bye. Did you enjoy the episode you just watched? Feel free to like, subscribe, and share. 
And if you have an interpretation of an idea based on the theme of the week, feel free to tag us on social media with hashtag theoretical thrills, and we may feature your ride at attraction on the show. Theoretical thrills. The theory of the thrill. Oh, oh.